Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. From the heart of the Carolinas, aiming the cannon of truth at strongholds of stupidity. Who, who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that beef on or embolish the cops crap. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Good morning. Welcome to the start of another week. Hope you had a great weekend. It was restful and you are ready to hit it today in the workplace as always, I like to start off with encouraging stories, and I have a couple of very encouraging stories for you. One of them, just an extraordinary story of just people coming together to help another human being who's struggling. The other sounds like it's straight out of a movie. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's encouraging to hear that the underdog in the story, a person who could have been in tremendous danger, is now safe. Let's begin with the story of a community coming together. One of the things that I strongly encourage is just being aware. Being aware of your surroundings. Being observant. And when I see this in young people... My goodness, it excites me. Because so many of us, we walk around with blinders on. We're focused on where we're going. And, you know, we just, you know, and, and there's a part of that that's good. There's another part of that that's not good. I want to praise the good part. The people who notice people around them and recognize, you know what, here's a need we need to address. This is a story out of Callisburg, Texas, and some very observant students. Three high school students helped out a struggling custodian in a really special way. This story reported by NBC. These Callisburg high school students learned that they had a struggling custodian. His name is Mr. James. And he, unretired, unretired last month because he was having a really hard time paying his bills. Can I tell you this guy's age? I mean, this is really sobering. He was 80 years old, working as a janitor, just to make ends meet. So what happened? These high school students learned that Mr. James was having a hard time. They set up a GoFundMe page February 15th to help him out. The goal at the beginning was $10,000. And they were like, you know, $10,000, that's really not going to do much of anything these days. Maybe we can give a little bit more as a cushion. How's that? Just a little bit more than $10,000. Principal Jason Hooper told the television station he knew Mr. James was having a hard time as well. He shared with me his rent within a year has gone up nearly $400. He just couldn't afford to continue paying without going back to work. So, everybody started to pitch in, especially the kids who saw him working again after they knew he'd already retired. Grayson Thurman said, when I saw him in the hall, it just broke my heart. Nobody at that age should be working. They should be living the rest of their life, you know? 
Thurman also posted a TikTok video of Mr. James working in the halls of his school. On top of the video, he explained the janitor's situation and wrote, Let's help Mr. James out. Thurman captured, captioned the clip. My classmates and I hate seeing Mr. James here. No in his age should have to be cleaning our messes up to continue to live. Are you ready for this? This just absolutely warmed my heart. Just absolutely warms my heart. One week after setting up the GoFundMe page, you remember they said earlier, you know this $10,000, that's not a lot. How about a little cushion above the $10,000? One week after setting up this GoFundMe page, the three students learned they did surpass their goal by quite a bit. Two hundred seventy thousand nine hundred and five dollars for Mr. James. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is so wonderful. Thurman later thanked everyone who donated money. Thurman wrote on the GoFundMe page, he is very appreciative of everyone willing to give up their time to help him out and change his life. You all have shown what can happen when everyone gets together to help others. I think God did this to show that no matter how much evil there is, good will always show itself. Mr. James, thanks you all. God bless y'all. Doesn't this warm your heart? This is awesome. And to me, it's another reminder of what I talk about all the time, the importance of relational community connection. That's what matters. That's what's real. All this government stuff. You know, this is artificial. You know, and it's not just a matter of money going from one person to another, group of people to another. There are clearly relationships forged here. These young people are not going to be the same will not be the same. How about a movie plot for you? <laughs> this story is just crazy, reported by the Miami Herald. A woman escaped kidnappers. They momentarily left her alone in their truck after several hours of being restrained and threatened. She found a way to get behind the wheel with her hands bound by duct tape and a bag covering her head, and she drove off. Authorities were called to report of her sitting in the truck with her hands taped together and her head partially covered with a bag and more tape. This is insane. The woman told police after they freed her, she was kidnapped. They launched their investigation. The next day, they arrested two people, both facing charges of attempted first-degree murder, kidnapping, first-degree unlawful restraint, and first-degree aggravated domestic assault. This is amazing. This woman, more than likely, she would be dead. She escaped her kidnappers. They picked her up on the side of the road. <sighs> she was rest restrained, bound against her will. She was treated and released. And the two clowns involved in this thing, they've been arrested. Being held, fortunately, without bail. And they've got a wonderful arraignment hearing today. Isn't it great to hear a story of an underdog? This woman, thankfully, is alive today. Escaping her kidnappers. Wow. How is that for... A couple of encouraging stories to set the tone for your week. We're going to jump right in on some pretty incredible news. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how things are conspiracy theories until they're not? <laughs> we'll address that and much more on our Monday edition. Stay with us.
back on the Vince Coakley radio program over on the text line about Mr. James, recipient of over $200,000. People coming together in the community just to help this guy so he could go back into retirement. Well, how long until the IRS comes and takes 60% of Mr. James' money? How nice of you to put him on the IRS radar. <laughs> it is sad. They are going that's the frustrating thing, isn't it? But hopefully, hopefully at his age, he will be in a tax bracket. It won't be as terrible as it would be for you or I. Who knows? LOL, Vince, nobody that age should be working. Yet, we have an 80-year-old for president. Insanity. <laughs> Jeff writes in, Vince, these kind of stories you shared with the kids helping out the janitor momentarily restore my hope and humanity. The key, key word right here is momentarily. Boy, I fully identify with where you're coming from. There's also this out of Dean looking ahead to the story we're about to share with you. Good news for talk show hosts. Bad news for truth, clarity, and honesty. COVID came from a lab. Maybe. But many still have different opinions. Is this a new story from two years ago? Please. Please tell us something we don't already know. I know it's frustrating, isn't it? <laughs> Some people kind of uh, late to the game. That's, you know, we've all known the reality of this thing for quite some time. And Dean is right on the money. Newsweek story. COVID lab leak. Conspiracy theorists demand apologies after revelations. What are those revelations? A U.S. Department of Energy report has concluded. This isn't a theory, ladies and gentlemen. Concluded. COVID-19 most likely came from a Chinese laboratory prompting those branded conspiracy theorists for believing as such to demand an apology after being previously brushed off and belittled. The Wall Street Journal wrote, citing sources who've read a new classified report, the federal department had judged with low confidence the deadly virus could have emerged from a mishap at a lab in the Chinese city of Wuhan. The DOE was previously undecided on how the global pandemic began. The new document from the National Intelligence Director reportedly notes different parts of the U.S. intelligence community have arrived at different views of the origins of the virus. It places the DOE in line with the FBI's view, according to the Wall Street Journal. A publicly available assessment of the origins of COVID-19 by the Office of National Intelligence Director, based on information up to the end of August 2021, said four elements of the intelligence services had concluded with low confidence the initial infection likely arose through exposure to an infected animal, while one agency had moderate confidence it was likely a laboratory-associated incident. It did not name, of course, which agencies had formed each conclusion and added Analysts said three members of the intelligence community remained unable to form an explanation. A DOE spokesperson previously declined to comment on the specifics of the report when approached by Newsweek. They added, the Department of Energy continues to support the thorough, careful, and objective work of our intelligence professionals in investigating the origins of COVID-19, as the president directed. Blah, 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 blah. Despite the tentative conclusion, this new position marks a significant shift in intelligence beliefs at a time when tensions and relations with China have risen. <laughs> this is hilarious. Jennifer Say, a former gymnast and author, outspoken critic of school mask mandates, tweeted in response to the revelations. Everything we were called conspiracy theorists and horrible racists for saying was true. Vindication's not enough. We need apologies. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican representative out of Georgia. The same people who shamed us, canceled us, 
wanted to put us in jail for saying COVID came from the Wuhan lab, are starting to say what we were saying all along. Mike Pompeo, former U.S. Secretary of State and CIA Director under Donald Trump. There's always enormous evidence the Wuhan coronavirus leaked from the Wuhan lab. (laughs) I'm glad the Department of Energy recognizes the reality. Absolutely crazy, isn't it? And we have a presidential candidate who is weighing in on this issue. This is somebody I have a feeling you're going to hear more and more about. Vivek Ramaswamy. Here's what he had to say about this new revelation. So now we know what we should have known all along, which was that this virus, COVID, began in a lab. It is a shame that it took us to get as long as it did to get to this answer clearly. You want to know why? They used the threat of racism to suppress any iota of debate. Two years ago, people ought to remember this right now. If we don't learn from our history, we will never get better. Big tech companies censored, mark my words, censored someone from being able to say online that this virus originated in a lab. Okay, this was in the name of preventing the spread of misinformation. What did we do? We actually created the spread of more misinformation. We have to learn from our history or else we're going to keep making the same mistakes. Free speech is a precondition for truth, and we got this one wrong. But it's not just enough to look backwards. Going forward, as U.S. president, I'm committing to deliver accountability for the origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Anything else is not an option, or we can expect even worse from the CCP in the future. And you mark my words, I think we need to use every financial lever in our arsenal to do it. As your president, I commit to doing that, including but not limited to even looking at the national debt of the U.S. that they hold as an option. Sanctions on CCP officials and even criminal investigations into U.S. government officials who knowingly evaded a federal ban on gain-of-function research to fund it abroad instead in the name of preventing a global pandemic may have very well contributed to creating one and then used private companies through the back door to censor scrutiny and dissent. This is what makes our founding fathers roll over in their graves, but it's not just time to complain about it. It is finally time to deliver solutions, and you have my commitment that I will. Wow. What do you think of Vivek Ramaswamy? Candidate for president on the Republican side, putting out this video in response to revelations about the likelihood that this whole thing started with a leak out of a Chinese lab. Isn't this wonderful? The other part of this is holding the Americans in this government responsible. And I do believe that's a criminal matter. What do you think? Stay with us. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. Over on Twitter, Congressman Byron Donalds responding to this matter of... The revelation about, revelation, I put that in quotes, about the coronavirus, likely the result of a lab leak in China. Byron Donald saying the mainstream media, the left, and their hero Fauci dismissed, mocked, and censored Republicans. Guess what? They got it wrong. Again. When will they learn? You know the answer to that question. They will not. Too much money and power at stake. It's really that simple. This text is saying, Vince, your broadcast was just interrupted by a voice saying, 106.3 will be canceled. (laughs) Too funny. 
It's sad. We live in a time when it's easy for a child to get a vaccine from any pharmacy. Easier than it is for a parent to request an exemption. Rather unfortunate, isn't it? Alan, out of Gastonia, our response to the China flu will certainly rival the Salem witch trials, persecutions and all. Alan obviously being sarcastic here. In light of this new information, when does Fauci go to jail? <laughs> right. Hmm. The question was never, where did it come from? The question is, was it an accident? Very good question. Excellent question. And a couple of listeners asking the same question. What does the Department of Energy have to do with the origins of COVID? Another person in the upstate. What the heck does the Energy Department have to do with where the coronavirus came from? They can't handle their own problems. No need to delve into other departments' problems. Exactly. Vince, it sounds like the Democrats are fascists. Also this, those involved with ordering and or funding development of chemical or biological weapons should be charged with war crimes. Vince, I love it. Accountability for these traitor Americans who caused so much pain and unnecessary suffering should be held for the traitors they are. I hope he can do it. Referring to Vivek. More people need to hear his message. See, I told you. I'm serious about this. Very important to understand that we need to have a broader conversation than we're having. We need some new voices. Which is the reason I'm more than happy to play clips from Vivek. I want to hear some fresh ideas. I'm tired of hearing the same stuff over and over again. How about some creative thinking outside of government and a real outsider? A real outsider. That would be kind of interesting. If nothing else to add to the discussion. Jeff adds this to the mix. You ready for another conspiracy theory? I've got one. You notice a couple of days after China came in to negotiate a peace deal, after they told Joe Biden, China and Russia will be a package deal, that's when the so-called news breaks. Even the Chicoms are not exempt from penalty should they make Joe Biden look like the ass that he is. Don't mind me. I'm just a tinfoil head-wearing conspiracy theorist. I'm sure that should be hat. Probably voice to text. Oh, my goodness. This person responds to what I said about voices. Vince, there's a difference between new voices. And there go those voices again. <laughs> no way we'll vote for anybody. That's not from here. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. What is that supposed to mean? That's not from here. Where is here? Very curious to hear that. Hmm. So what are your thoughts on this? Are you surprised at all that we have any government agency coming out and recognizing what we all knew? This is a surprise. This texture saying, I've been saying for the last three years it came from the lab, was intentionally released. It called the senior population. Stop the Hong Kong protests and got rid of Trump. China wins. Boy, that's an interesting set of ideas put together. Well, speaking of issues, another big issue before us. What is happening in the town of East Palestine? These poor folks just can't get a break. Complaining about all kinds of medical issues. And at this point, not getting satisfactory answers from local and Biden administration leaders. I want you to hear from a couple of people on this. First, I want you to hear Shelby Walker. These are residents complaining about illnesses in the wake of the train derailments. Here's Shelby Walker. My house is 900 feet from the actual derailment. Um, it's been tough. We're not sleeping. We're getting sick. 
with eye infections, respiratory headaches, sore throats. Um, my grandkids have been traumatized. They're worried all the time about the train. It's always, we hear the train, the train, the train. And you don't realize how traumatic it was until you hear something out of the norm. When we hear a fire truck come out this way now, we're scared. We go running, we go to see. You don't realize it until you actually live in it and see and hear all of the noise and the smells and everything. It's it's tough. It's also tough for one Wade Lovett, who is a guy who works in East Palestine. He is having a conversation with um, Tanya Irwin, who is also in the car, as they're discussing the breathing trouble he's been having and the impact on his voice. Listen to this voice. Here's Wade Lovett. Working East Palestine at Roll Arena, outside with cars and water, and it's just been like this ever since the train blew up. It's crazy. What does your voice really sound like, Wade? I know you can't tell us, but is it like that? You no. sound like Michael Jackson normally? <laughs> Lately, I sound like Mickey Mouse. Yep. But, He's uh, got a deep, draspy voice normally. Other than that, I just go and get tested and get checked out. Well, what are they telling you? My doctor says I, I most definitely have the, the chemicals in me. And, uh, but he has to find a toxologist to get yeah. properly... They keep telling me to come up here, but nobody has nothing. When you say nobody has anything, like there are no doctors in town to be able to help you? No. That's what they tell me. They, I, gotta, I gotta make a phone call and, and schedule an appointment with somebody. Okay. But, uh, you, are you gonna do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, how do you, how does, is it just affecting your voice, Wade, or are you feeling it in other areas of your body? My chest hurts at nighttime. It feels like I, I'm drowning a little. He wakes but up every morning. I have a hard time breathing. Yeah. Uh, I, I cough up phlegm a lot. Yeah. But other than that, I... And were you, were you in pretty good health, Wade, up until now? Yeah. Only a 40-year-old man. That's not very old. Nope. But now I'm just waiting around. Horrible. That's Shelby Walker. Actually, Wade Lovett, speaking out of East Palestine, Ohio. Palestine, Ohio. Stay with us. So I'm curious, how many of you have been closely following the Murdoch trial? This has gotten a lot of people's attention across the country, so much so. We've also got a very popular docu-series that's running on Netflix, which I will talk about in just a bit. Over on the text line, response to China, a lot of you still talking about this turn of narratives coming out of this Biden administration. China and Russia lose all day. They're going broke and they will go broke together. We just have to help them at it. <laughs> okay. If the truth were known about the origins of COVID, the people who created the virus and released it intentionally should be arrested and charged with war crimes. This was nothing short of a bioweapon. Vince, I wonder why Donald Trump made Fauci the head of the COVID response, and I wonder why the Trump administration did not investigate COVID coming from a lab. Hypocrisy is not a virtue. I think there was some investigation that took place along those lines. And also on East Palestine, Vince, maybe Biden will visit if they fly a Ukrainian flag outside City Hall. Ooh. Biting sarcasm there. I, and I'm I think a lot of people are in the same place. A lot of Americans are wondering, when are we going to prioritize, prioritize America? Which is why so many people believe in the America first message. Probably won't have time to talk about all of this before the break. This is a discussion that will clearly go into the next hour. But I was asking how many of you are following the Murdoch trial. 
I can tell you honestly, I didn't pay as much attention to this as I did over the weekend. I actually watched the Netflix series, which I'll talk about in a bit. The trial itself for Richard Alec Murdoch. The lawyers for him say they plan to rest their case today after calling three final witnesses and secure the judge's approval for the jury to visit the scene of the double murders. Before the jury was called in for the day, defense attorney Dick Hartputlian told Judge Clifton Newman it would be useful for jurors to visit Moselle, the family estate where prosecutors say Murdoch killed his wife and son, June 7, 2021. Have you seen that view of that place? I mean, you, you really have to see an aerial of that place to understand how huge that is. Any case, Newman said he's going to arrange a jury view of Moselle without specifying when it will take place. Newman overruled an objection by the lead prosecutor, Creighton Waters, who said the estate looked different than it did in 2021, and a visit might require additional testimony from the state. It was unclear how the visit would change the timeline of the trial, which reached a crescendo on Thursday and Friday when Murdoch took the witness stand. You heard that here. While maintaining his innocence, he testified he had indeed lied about his whereabouts on the night his wife and son were gunned down outside dog kennels on the estate. After Newman's ruling on the visit to Moselle, Harputlian called forensic pathologist Jonathan Eisenstadt to the stand, the first three witnesses before the defense rests in the case. Uh, Waters said he would call several rebuttal witnesses and likely rest the prosecution's case Tuesday afternoon. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, maybe this thing could perhaps go to a jury this week. Possible? What are your thoughts? Where does this go? And what will be the outcome? Vince, we watched the special... Murdoch trial coverage Nancy Grace did. We think Buster did it after seeing his zero emotions, watching his father cry on the stand. Wow, that's an interesting theory about this thing. I mentioned to you the Netflix series. It is, oh my goodness, riveting. It really is. I was not planning to watch this, and a friend of mine was with me at the time, and we were trying to determine what to watch on Netflix, and my goodness, this series is, it's going to stir a lot more interest in this case, and I think, you know, it may lead to some additional charges, just a theory of mine that's going to stir up more outrage for sure. We'll talk about it and much more. Hour number two, it's straight ahead. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And here we are, hour number two of our broadcast. Before the break, I told you about... The Netflix series, it's a three-part series, and if you have not watched this, you absolutely need to. It is riveting. It really is. Oh, my goodness. I. It's one of those things that just makes you mad when you watch it. One of the things, and I think you know this, if you've listened to this program with any regularity... I'm a person that does not like the abuse of power. I'm the kind of person 
who very much calls people to stand up. Remember, I, just last week I told you, uh, yesterday I was involved in a memorial service for my friend Don Atkin, who passed away recently. And I share this because this was a man who exemplified godly leadership, which is shown by serving, not by domineering, controlling, manipulating. And without giving too much away, if just a fraction of the things are true about this Murdoch family, this is a horrendous family. And I'm talking mainly about the accused in the murder case. But also, it seems like this family just had a hold on the entire community. The justice system, the police department, it didn't matter. A phone call, a visit, that's all it took. I, and this is the kind of thing, on a local level, now it's easy for me to say this when somebody has, seems to have almost complete control over something. This is the kind of thing where people together have to come together and just revolt. And make it very clear they will not tolerate this. But you know what? We have these kinds of things going on in government all the time, don't we? The Biden family is a perfect example. I do think it's a crime family. At some point, we may find out. Do you have any doubt this is the kind of behavior we've seen from the Clintons? I'm just saying. Oh, my goodness. Let's see here. (laughs) This person is saying here, regarding the Netflix Murdoch series, this person is talking about a couple of the cases that are explored on there. I watched this documentary myself. Sure looks like there's a whole lot of evil, power-hungry hubris in that family. With the deaths connected to them, also the buster theory sounds plausible to me. So I saw the same emotionless look in his eyes in some of the trial video. Very tragic all the way around. Like you, I eventually see more coming out and more charges involving others connected to this possibly. Yeah. It is quite disturbing. Great piece in Digital Trends. Five shocking revelations from Netflix's Murdoch Murders, a Southern Scandal. This perspective is also really important. Because the Murdoch family, they've been a prominent legal force in the Low Country region of South Carolina since the 1920s. We're talking around 100 years. But Digital Trends reports this all changed when a string of deaths and other related controversies plagued Alec Murdoch and his family in the late 2010s. After the suspicious death of his former housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, the murders of his wife Maggie and son Paul, the tragic death of Paul's friend Mallory Beach during a boating accident... Alex Murdoch has been incarcerated since October 2021, currently on trial for the murders of Paul and Maggie. They're revisiting the sordid story, as in Netflix. Murdoch Murders, a Southern Scandal, three-part docuseries revealing shocking revelations about the case and the traumatic events leading up to and contributing to the downfall of the family. It's no secret the Murdoch's prominence in South Carolina meant they got away with a whole lot more than many believe they should have. But the extent to which Alex Murdoch and his father, Randolph, went to protect the rebellious and troublemaking Paul is jarring. Based on various accounts given by Paul Murdoch's former friends, including his ex-girlfriend Morgan Doty, Paul seemingly did whatever he wanted without any repercussions. 
Do you know people like this? Just seem to get away with anything. Specifically, he drank in excess, allegedly to deal with the pain of being the black sheep of the family. He felt his friends believed that his mother favored his brother Buster over him, since Buster was following in his ancestors' footsteps, getting a good education, pursuing work in the legal field. In one particularly troubling instance, Doty recalls that during a night of drinking, Paul insisted he drive his own truck home. He crashed into a ditch. And before Doty could dial 911, he stopped her and called his grandfather instead. The Murdoch patriarch showed up with Alex and Paul's mother, Maggie, after which the trio cleared the car of the many guns and empty beer cans that were inside. Nothing ever came of the crash, presumably with the events hidden, hidden from or covered up by law enforcement in collaboration with the Murdochs. Most shocking, however... Swintoti recalled how the family seemed more concerned about hiding any nefarious evidence that could tarnish their reputation versus checking to make sure the kids were all right. This is just chilling stuff. Am I giving too much away, by the way? Those of you who may want to watch the series, are these called... Uh, uh, what do they call these? Spoilers! That's right. Am, am I giving spoilers here, Chris? Do you think? Should I leave this alone? <laughs> Chris saying, so what, really? Um, yeah, I, I really, I'm serious. There's no way I can do this particular series justice. Um, the stories in this, uh, I just, I'm serious. It's, it's very rare when you're going to get me to watch something that's going to make me angry. This made me angry. It really did. Then I'm sitting here thinking, this is, this is diabolical. It really is. And I do have a feeling there will be more charges here. More charges here. Yes, there's someone saying here about some of these things I, I'm kind of careful about mentioning. For one, I don't want to be a spoiler. And the other, I don't want to... Um, some are just allegations. And I'm very careful about this stuff. I want to know what you think about this. How many of you have been following it? And what are your thoughts about this family, about this trial? What will be the outcome? That much more as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program, if you'd like to join the conversation, you are welcome to the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Over on that text line, we have this. How is this Murdoch name pronounced? I seem to hear from your radio announcers and personalities, Murdoch, Murdog, Murdoch. Well, the official pronunciation, according to the attorney, is Alec Murdoch. That's how he's been addressed in the courtroom. Apparently, this is how the family has pronounced the name for quite some time. However, the attorney also said if it's pronounced Murdoch, he's not going to object to that. So, I hope that answers your question. Vince, why is no one asking if he had insurance policies on his wife and son that he would collect on? You're forgetting Stephen Smith allegedly messing around with Buster. He was so-called hit by a car. The officer said he was hit in the head with a bat. This texture saying the entire family, awful people. This texture in the upstate says, don't really care about this soap opera other than I hope justice is done. I have more interest in the criminal behavior of our elected officials. <laughs> There's that. Vince, you amazingly leave out the Trump family when you talk about criminal presidents. They're like the mafia and have been for generations. Well, throw them in there. Because I did see that kind of strong-arm behavior, which it's obnoxious no matter where it's manifests. I don't mind saying that. So I thought I clearly communicate that the past few years. So there you go. I hope you feel better. So before the break, I was wrestling with 
how much I should reveal because I don't want to give you spoilers. But I do think I can tell you the overall revelations that are in this without going into detail. How's that? The history of cover-ups surrounding Paul Murdoch. The coldness of Randolph Murdoch. Missing conversation in transcripts. Oh, this is maddening. Again, you'll have to watch to find out. The engineer analysis of the boat accident. Remember that one? The one that killed some... I, this this That story just absolutely disgusts me. The story of, I think it was Mallory Beach. Oh, my goodness. It was just horrible. The way that whole thing was dealt with. The engineer's analysis was brilliant of that accident. And what we've learned from the trial, the proof, Alex was at the scene of Paul and Maggie's murders. This is actually something that made it into the docuseries. As you know, it's been introduced at trial. So we know he was at the scene. And it no longer seems to be an object of contention anymore. Yeah, how about Alex suing himself on behalf of Satterfield, then stealing the money? This guy's sick. Yeah, he's deeply, deeply disturbed. So, there you go. Um, those of you who have watched this, I'd love to get your thoughts on what you've seen in the documentary. And perhaps, if you've not, and you want to offer some perspective on this, I would love to hear your perspective. One of the things I talk about in this program all the time is the importance of learning from other people's mistakes. I'm trying to remember a conversation I had this weekend. And we were talking about not making mistakes, avoiding mistakes, because you have the wisdom to watch other people make them. I know what it was. It was a good friend of mine. Talking about siblings, siblings who made some mistakes, and I don't think my friend would have made these same mistakes anyway. But if we're wise, this is what we do. We see the patterns of stupid behavior, foolish policies, and we reverse course. Okay, doesn't that make sense? Well, that apparently is starting to happen in the United Kingdom. You notice they're starting to get some things. They've, they've reversed course on this gender-affirming nonsense that we're running headlong into here in the United States. Well, now get a little of this. Breitbart is reporting England has banned violent transgender male inmates from women's prisons. Well, imagine that. Violent male criminals who claim to be transgender women, will be banned from female prisons. This apparently starts today. The Justice Secretary, Dominic Robb, announced males incarcerated for committing violent crimes in England and Wales will not be allowed to be housed in women's prisons, even if they claim to be transgender. The changes to the English prison regime appear to be in response to the controversy in Scotland surrounding Isla Bryson, a biological male convicted of two rapes, who was sent to a women's prison after claiming to be transgender. Well, you can predict what happens, right? With the British government having already promised to ban biological males entering women's prisons if they still have male genitalia or if they've committed a sexual offense for the most part, Rob has now announced the ban will extend to all violent transgender criminals. This is common sense, isn't it? Why in the world would this have to be <laughs> something that even even is discussion? The Justice Secretary touted the change as being common sense, arguing it would improve safety for prisoners across England and Wales. We're very clear that from next week we will introduce new rules, which means... Any trans offender with their male genitalia intact or have been convicted of a sexual offense and adding to that, if they've been convicted of a violent offense, they will not be allowed into the female prison estate. Even under this ban, 
Dispensations reportedly be available for some transgender male prisoners who wish to be housed in women's prisons, with ministers being able to sign off on allowing a male who identifies as a woman to be housed in a facility for biological females, should they deem it fit to do so. (laughs) This is so crazy, isn't it? Rob, the Justice Secretary, keen to emphasize the changes to the prison system, were not in response to that infamous Isla Bryson scandal. Bryson was convicted of raping two women last month while he identified as a man with his defense even trying to claim his transition was reason to see him acquitted of the charges. These people are really desperate. Really reaching, aren't they? Once convicted, the original plan was to hold Bryson in a segregated part of a women's prison, with it being suggested he could be moved in the main part of the prison should he be judged as not being a threat to the biological female prisoners. This was eventually shot down after the story gained traction in the British media. People figured this out. This is just crazy, isn't it? (laughs) Stay with us. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. And so if we're on that text line, we have this. Vince is really sad. In the United Kingdom, they had to introduce legislation that keeps men out of women's prisons. It's crazy, isn't it? Very crazy. If you don't have Netflix, the same information presented on Discovery Plus, Murdoch Murders, Deadly Dynasty. Hmm. Vince Anthony Cook, longtime friend of Paul and boyfriend of Mallory Beach has a bigger heart than most to forgive Paul. She slipped out from his arms upon the impact of the boat crash. That whole boat crash story, oh my goodness. It's not only heartbreaking, but it's maddening when you see the way the Murdoch family responded to this. It's just disgusting. All around disgusting. But as a reminder, and I just want to put this out there, Do you see things like this go on, maybe in your community? It's time. Those of us who are decent Americans stand up and not tolerate this sort of nonsense. And I know one person, a lot of times, is not enough. This is where we have to come together. And it's really, our government is where this manifests so often. There's more of us than them. But we've got to be united. We cannot allow these morons to divide us. Continue to divide us. Because they know. As long as we are fighting each other. We're not going to address them. So this is one of the reasons. Not the only one. But one of the reasons I strongly discourage. People who cause dissension. Over stupidity. Over things that are really not that important. We really do need to carefully our battles along the way I told you I would share some snippets with you from what is happening in the United Kingdom and this is so important because in a progressive atmosphere like this country what we have are politicians who are very content and very very patient to make incremental changes with the goal of ultimately taking over. See, even with Obamacare, they're not content to stop there. 
as much as <laughs> so many conservatives would like to get rid of Obamacare, it could be worse. And it will be worse if the progressives get their way and take over the entire system. That's what they want to do. The world's largest government-run health care system, the United Kingdom, the National Health Service. It's a cautionary tale. I've shared with you some details of what's taken place in terms of the wait time just to get an ambulance. It's really bad stuff. Really bad stuff. We told you about the premature deaths of three to 500 people. I want to give you some examples. Because it's very important. Here's an example. November 18th, family of Martin Clark called 999, the UK equivalent of 911, after the 68-year-old father of five started having chest pains after waiting half an hour. Half an hour. They called again, pleaded for an ambulance, saying Mr. Clark's condition was getting worse. In another call, 15 minutes later, they told the dispatcher they were going to drive him to the hospital themselves. According to the family, the dispatcher encouraged them to wait for the paramedics. 20 minutes after the family left for the hospital. Okay, this is chest pains, folks. Chest pain, sign of what? A heart attack. Right? The family dispatcher left a voicemail to say the service still didn't have an ambulance to send. Mr. Clark, and keep in mind, the family took him to the hospital. He died shortly after arriving at the hospital. You want another heartbreaking story? How about this one? About a week later, five-year-old Yusuf Mahmoud Nazir died from what began as a throat infection. His family said they'd taken the boy who was having trouble breathing to the ER at their local hospital. They gave him some antibiotic pills after a six-hour wait and sent him home. The family said it pleaded with the hospital a few days later to let Yusuf be admitted and given further tests. They were told, the hospital, it's full. We're sorry. By the time the family got Yusuf by ambulance to another hospital, he had severe pneumonia. He died days later from organ failure and cardiac arrest. Zahir Ahmad, who accompanied the boy's family at the hospital, said they killed Yusuf. It's as simple as that. A five-year-old boy died of tonsillitis in a rich, industrialized country. It shows the entire system has serious issues. Isn't this tragic? By the way, the hospital said in a public statement it met with the family, apologized, and launched an independent investigation into what happened. Declined to comment further. <sighs> Isn't this crazy? How about this? An 83-year-old woman in Leicester with a suspected stroke waited more than 18 hours in a makeshift tent outside a hospital emergency room. A 90-year-old woman with suspected sepsis waited three days a man in Wales with diabetes lost his toe after it turned blue and then black after he sat waiting for treatment for three days I hope you're getting the picture the NHS is Europe's biggest employer 1.2 million staffers has a budget this year of 188.6 billion dollars funded through taxes now has 2.9 doctors per thousand people compared with a European average of 3.7. So they're understaffed with doctors. The U.S. has slightly less, 2.6 doctors per thousand. But as you know, this problem is going to get worse. We have aging populations. The elderly consume between three and five times the amount of health care compared with younger people. And the number of people in the U.K. aged 85 and above expected to double to more than 3 million by 2041. This is a lot. Why am I sharing? Am I trying to scare you? No, I'm trying to sober you. This is what will happen here. You know, it kind of reminds me, there's the joke about the United States government. 
that if the government managed the Sahara Desert, they'd run out of sand. Keep that in mind. This is the way this is the way the federal government works. Do not trust them with your health care or anything else for that matter. Stay with us. And we're back on the Vince Coakley radio program, the final stretch of the broadcast on this Monday. Hope your Monday is off to a great start. Over on that text line, we have this. Vince, you nailed it. Our leaders continue to divide us by race, sex, religion, any other way they can, any way they can think of. Start with Obama. You know, as long as we're mad at each other, we are not united against them. Yep. Vince, our government doesn't care about us. Just take a look at Ohio versus Ukraine. I honestly think that Como intentionally sent COVID patients to nursing homes to eliminate people on Medicaid. Doesn't the state pay some of that? Boy, that's pretty cynical. Tim says, Vince, all governments need the older baby boomers to die off soon so they can proceed with a global reset. The older generations are basically the only ones that will fight back against this new world order slowly and methodically. Hmm. Pretty scary stuff here. In regard to all the people dying due to the inefficiencies of the government-run British healthcare system, what do you think the results will be of the newly launched independent investigation into what happened? <laughs> what always happens when big government launches these investigations into their screw-ups? Move along! Nothing to see here. You know what the result will probably be? We failed because we need more money. So you need to pay more taxes. <laughs> you know, isn't that probably the likely solution? Isn't the way th the, this the way the government works? If it fails, give it more money. That's the solution to everything. Mm. Oh, no. This texture. My 16-year-old nephew went to the ER last week after antibiotics failed to help him get over strep throat. Long story short, eventually, and correctly diagnosed with MISC, multi-symptom inflammatory syndrome in children as a result of having COVID antigens in his body, causes sepsis, which led to the onset of congestive heart and lung failure. In the PICU at Greenville Memorial Hospital for five days, returned to school today. He has lingering side effects on his vocal cords. Oh, my goodness. We will certainly pray for full recovery there. Oh, my gosh. So disturbing. These medical issues. Um, time for us to take a look at the day in history. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Vince. A bit of a heavy heart for all the stories you're mentioning here these people are having a tough time yeah it's uh quite unfortunate our legal system the medical system in some areas some uh, definite challenges 1827 is where we begin today with the day in history this city held its very first mardi gras where does everybody go for Mardi Gras? Ah, uh, New to, Orleans. To act up, yep, New Orleans. 1844, um, let's see if you know this one. It's a country that declared its independence on this day in 1844. It's adjacent to, on the same island with, Haiti. It's the Dominican, richer side. The Dominican Republic. You're absolutely correct. I've uh, been to both sides. The contrast is absolutely amazing. 1908. Um, I hope you come up with an answer for this sooner rather than later. That's your hint. Uh, six. Is the four, answer six? It's <laughs> giving you the quickest answer I could. You're funny. A 46-star is actually added to the U.S. flag for this state. What is, is it this state? Is it Missouri? It's actually Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a state. 1964. 
Um, let's see here. This country looking for suggestions on how to fix the Leaning Tower of Pisa. What country is that in? That would be Italy. Italy, indeed. 1964. 1980, this was a very strong declaration. I think it was Gloria Gaynor who put this song out. I should have played this for you. Uh, sh this song won the first and last Grammy for Best Disco Recording. Was it Don't Leave Me This Way? No, it, I Will Survive. I Will Survive. Okay. Very yeah, good. I Will Survive. Man, I was a kid then. Uh, weren't we all? A younger man's clothes. This goes, <laughs> this goes way, way back, huh? 1988, skater Debbie Thomas, the first black American to win Olympic gold at the Winter Games. And 1993, we remember 9-11 when the towers came down. 1993, what was bombed back in 93 by terrorists? The World Trade Center. World Trade Center. They tried the first time, didn't succeed, came back, and this time they pulled it off. That is all the time we have, folks, for the broadcast today. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a good rest of your day, Lord willing. We're back at the same time tomorrow. Have a great day, and God bless you. Adios. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.